This is episode number 395 with the incredible Maria Sharapova. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back to a special edition of the School of Greatness podcast. I am so pumped for our guest today in the interview. I've been wanting to have Maria Sharapova on for many, many months since we first met earlier this year, but didn't get a chance to have her on until now, and we talk about why in this interview. But for those who don't know who Maria Sharapova is, she is a professional tennis player, not just any pro, but one of the top in the world. She's an Olympic medalist and an entrepreneur, has many businesses. She became the number one woman tennis player in the world at only 18, and sadly, she had to overcome several severe shoulder injuries and setbacks, yet every time she clawed her way back, rebuilding her game and her strength. Now, off the court, Maria is an incredibly popular personal brand and has mass appeal that has led to major commercial endorsements with companies like Nike and Tiffany & Co. and many other top luxury brands. I've gotten to know her personally over the last year, and it's been so fun and inspiring to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look and hear about the stories that most people don't hear about. And I said, Maria, we got to bring you on to let you share because usually the interviews you do are only five to 10 minutes and you're not able to share really the way you think, the way you prepare, the way you battle so hard on and off the court and how you make it look so easy and how you have it all. And some of the things we cover and talk about today are the biggest lessons she's learned in the past eight months while being suspended from playing tennis. Also, the importance of continually growing even when you're at the top and even when you're not guaranteed a future. What Maria says is her superpower, the best way to choose how to spend your time and resources when you have so much going on, and also why Maria doesn't believe balance exists and how to balance life without it. We also bring in a surprise guest during the middle of the interview, spoiler alert, it's her coach, and I ask him a few questions about what makes Maria the best, what makes her so talented, and what makes her different than everyone else on and off the court. I think you're going to be really excited and interested to hear what he has to say from working with Maria so closely on a daily basis. This and so much more in this incredible interview. Make sure to share with your friends and watch the full video interview at lewishouse.com slash 395. Again, share it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and tag at Maria Sharapova at Lewis Howes and let me know what you think. lewishouse.com slash 395. And without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Maria Sharapova. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Welcome, everyone, back to the School of Greatness podcast. Very excited about our guest. We have an incredibly talented individual, Maria Sharapova, in the house. Thank you so much for being here. High five it up. Yes, I'm super made pumped. It. Super pumped. Uh, we got connected through your coach, Sven, who's in the house as well, uh, like eight or nine months ago. Yes. Because he was listening to the podcast. Is that how it started? You were yeah. listening? Yeah. He, he was, was listening. Sven was listening. And he was like, you need to get into this greatness stuff. I don't know. I think I might want to take the credit for that. Oh, really? I think I, I somehow I, I heard about it um, through social media. Oh, you heard about it first. I think I heard about it through social media through some post of someone else. I think else. you actually mentioned Simone. Maybe. You saw like yeah, her with a photo a post, of a book or something. I, um, oh, and wow. then I started listening to your podcast. Before and then I got Sven involved. Yes, I told him to listen. Oh. He started, because he's, I mean, he's been a huge Tony Robbins yeah, fan yeah. and listened to his podcast. And I, I, I had never listened to podcasts before. So you were wow. kind of, and then since then, yeah, now I just, I love listening to podcasts. For some reason, I had the story <laughs> so, mixed up. I thought he was the one who found get, it. You see, we're, I'm so right, glad. we just started the interview. already got something wrong. We, we screwed up. <laughs> we got to start well, again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I, I'm, that's exciting to know. I'm glad that you discovered it and uh, yeah. started listening. Yes. Appreciate it. And, and you've listened to a bunch of episodes, too. I've listened to a lot. Yes. Yeah, awesome. I listened to one to Glennon's. Um, yeah, Glennon Doyle Mountain. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I just finished awesome. her book and Love thought I'd listen to the interview. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. And then we met. You asked Van. You were like, hey, can you figure out a way to reach out yeah. to this guy, right? No, I, I, I think it was your interesting. agent or... I think that's how it went. Um, yeah. yeah. The next thing I knew, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna meet up with Lewis." I was like, "Oh, great!" I, th- cool. I think I I loved your perspective. I loved mm. the way that you interviewed people. It was very right. casual. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you hear interviews and it's there's some sort of mission behind mm-hmm. that interview that's like too I don't know. It's defensive, and right. I felt like your interviews are very open and challenged people. But it was a conversation, and I think that's when people really speak about how they feel and their emotions. And mm-hmm. I think that's what people want to hear. I mean, yeah. people know a lot from externally through what, you know, actors or musicians um, or people do um, through photos or videos. But when they have a one-on-one conversation, it's such a different right. feeling. So, Have you ever done like an hour-long conversation like this? Because TV is um, usually like five on, minutes, right? That's it's right. Like five minutes maybe. I actually think that Charlie Rose um, last week was one of my longer ones. It was like 25, 30 minutes. Or... It was 36 and they cut it to 34. So actually that was... Oh, what did they yeah. cut? Let's get that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought they had everything, but they did. Um, usually they, they film for 45 minutes to an hour and then right. cut it to like 20. The best stuff. So, yeah. yeah that's that cool. That's good. Well, I'm glad you came. I'm glad you guys made thank it. So you. thank you guys. And it's been fun to connect with you over the year. And yes. we've had a lot of fun times. We have. And, yeah. Uh, I'm sure many more adventures to come. And you uh, you just played a, a match recently. Which is, which is the first match in a while that you yeah. played. Yeah. It was you... seven months since uh, I've 
played in front of a crowd. I got an invitation from Billie Jean and Elton John a few weeks ago mm -hmm. um, to be part of an event that they've hosted for the last 24 years. Um, Elton John has um, had a, a charity for AIDS for, for so many years. And um, obviously, what's usually I'm in Asia playing at this time mm. of year. Um, so you've never done this event? Never played that event. Um, and it was in Vegas. Hadn't been in Vegas in, in a while. Um, right. Yeah, I was nervous. It was my first time coming back to um, just to a crowd environment and being around um, just a lot of people that I've inspired over the years that I've played yeah. alongside, um, in ways, Andy Roddick, Marty Fish, um, you know, people I've spoken to, Martina Navratilova, John McEnroe, um, obviously Billie Jean King, yeah. and I'd never met Elton John before. So really? yeah, time. yeah, it was the first was time. Like? So Were you nervous? he was, no, I, I don't, it's funny. <laughs> I don't, um, I respect these people so yeah. much. I don't, I don't get intimidated by, um, almost i don't want to use the word star power mm. but i just think everyone is human on so many levels no yeah, matter yeah. what they've achieved in their life and i um i mean obviously he's such he's a hero and to still be so active and to do the things that he's doing at his age and just be so young inside was was really cool That's and just cool. to have a small conversation just for him to even ask you a question you're like really you're interested in me <laughs> yeah, yeah you're yeah. actually asking mm. me a question so that was nice and then um playing that having fun on court um, did you you watched a little watched bit of it, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it aired. It. it was um, awesome. It was fun. I had I had a good time, and dominating. I felt really, you know, it's always it, it's been a tough seven months, and obviously coming back from that and just feeling like you get love and support and seeing fans and getting flowers after it and um, taking selfies and um, it just it makes you feel welcome. Social media, everyone's commenting about how you're back. Yeah, it was it was really special, and then That's just really having good. like a really casual dinner afterward with mm. with all of them. Um, and just everyone goofing this around. This is actually probably the most relaxed I've seen you. Maybe because you kind of got like the match yeah, on the I, way and now you're just like. Well, it's interesting because last week um, when I was in New York, so I, I, I found out that my suspension had been shortened um, mm -hmm. to 15 months. Um, it's been like nine days now. And when I found out, I it was embargoed for a few days. Um, so I, I wasn't allowed to speak about it, right. but just obviously through my close friends <laughs> and like, family. And um so that just getting that decision that I was going to be able to play again next year, um, just already looking forward to that so much, knowing how excited I was to share that news with my fans. I, I just almost couldn't keep it to myself. Right. Um, and then I went to New York and I knew that I'd, I'd do a little bit of press because I, I hadn't been able to speak about anything for the past seven months. And um, That's I think why we it was. do the podcast until now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons I hadn't right, right. done anything, any yeah, exactly. sort of media. Um, so it was just nice to, it was really nice to just feel free and open mm -hmm. to talk about a story um, right. that happened to me seven months ago and, and, yeah. and get it out. And, and really, you know, I, I did, I think four TV interviews and, um, yeah. but after, after I did the Charlie Rose is my first interview and I, I specifically wanted to go on his show cause I, I grew up watching him with my mother right. um, and go, go back home from a long trip and she'd usually DVR his shows and I, I loved his format, loved the questions yeah. that he asked people. He was, he was inquisitive, but he was tough. Like he asked tough questions and I, and I knew that this, I want tough questions. I want people to ask me the tough questions. So I answer them. I answer them today. I'll answer them tomorrow. And I knew that it was, it was a good format for me. Um, mm -hmm. so that's what I wanted to start with. But after that interview, um, we came back, one of my good friends from London was there and, and my coach then, and we were, um, we were going to go to the Russian restaurant um, in New York. And I was like, we made a reservation. And I said, I just can't. I'm so, I'm so mentally tired. <laughs> I really, I can't like 
can't get myself out to go anywhere so just put on some sweats we went down to the hotel (laughs) like lobby bar and and just ordered food and and sven looks at me and he's like i've never like i haven't seen you like that in so long (laughs) actually the last time i saw you like just so like you let everything go and let all your emotion goes when you won um your last grand slam at the french open and i think um in 14 i believe um wow and i I think it's because you're you know you no matter if you're going through a, a tough or really happy moment, you're giving so much of, of yourself without actually realizing it. Like your mind and your body, you're, you're just always on, always on, always thinking your mind is, is always turned on. And when I think after I did that interview, I just, and the news went out, I was just so relieved and so happy. And, um, you know, it's a long process. Yeah. And and just like when you win a Grand Slam, not that I'm comparing the two at all, <laughs> but when, when you win a Grand Slam, it's like everyone's like, oh, let's go celebrate. No, we're going to go out and party. And the feeling that I have is just I'm so – I'm internally so happy, uh-huh. but I'm so drained. Exhausted. Just exhausted. The mental focus just so, for weeks. Because you up, just right? realize that it's done. There's no other match. There's no – and for me, it was that moment last week where it was like – there was not another email from my lawyer. There was not another this. There was not another conversation. I just, I knew it was finished. And for me, it was, it was almost like a celebration that I, that I got through it in that, in that light and how I came through it. Right. So. Well, I, you know, I met you in the beginning when it all happened. Yeah. And I've known you this entire time. Yeah. And it's been incredible to see your poise, your grace, your. Thank you. Your ability to not let it consume and control you. And to be able right. to have fun, and you've done so many other things in yeah. the last eight months or whatever That's it's right. been, uh, with your businesses, with going back to schooling, mm-hmm. and getting mentorships, and really applying yourself to grow. Yes, trying different workout techniques, traveling, yes. like having a life. Because since fourteen, you've been a, fourteen when you went to pro. Is that right? Uh, I was something like that. Yeah, somewhere around. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I've been. Freshman I started when school. I was four years old. Yeah, yeah. professionally since fourteen or fifteen. So right. yes. Crazy. Um, pretty much all my life. So it's kind of like the first time you got to kind of do different things and be like, it a really normal, was a normal. Yeah. The girl, the only you know? other time, um, that I can think of is when I had shoulder surgery. I was twenty one and I was out mm-hmm. for about nine months or so. Right, um, right. and but that, you weren't able to be active the way you have. Been. No, because I was constantly. I was always in Arizona rehabbing. Right. Um, but yeah, but in a way, that time away from the court really helped me in this situation. Because yeah. I think. That, when you're 21 and when you go through a, a tough injury or you're questioning your future so much, especially you feel like you've just, I just won my third grand slam and I was mm-hmm. sort of in the middle of everything. And I didn't know if I could ever play tennis again. And that's scary. It is scary. It's really scary, but it, it's interesting how you grow through while you don't know you're growing. <laughs> you know, it was like nine months. Sometimes you're, you're doing all these things without obviously life has no guarantees. Like I, you right. know, there are only two guarantees in life, right? Do you know what those are? <laughs> Death <and> taxes. <laughs> That's right. High five. <laughs> you're going to die one day and you're going to exactly. pay taxes. Exactly. And Unless other than poor, that, there are no, taxes, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you still have to pay something. They get you anyway. Exactly. So, during during a time when you face difficulty, and whether for me it was an injury or whether for some people it's something else, you form some sort of strength inside yeah. of you without really knowing by by doing something that will help you in the future. So I kept, you know, I was rehabbing a shoulder that I didn't know if I was 
if it was ever going to come back to normal, if I was right. ever going to, I was trying to play left-handed all the time, not knowing if I'd ever play. So in, in my mind, like, why would I, I'm right-handed, right? Gotcha. So I would train lefty and, and do wow. these exercises and think, and sometimes you, you come home and you're like, why am I doing this? Like, am I ever, I have no guarantee that I'm ever going to be back on the court. Right. But then you get to a moment, you pass through that, you get back, like, I got back. And then you think back to that moment and you realize there's a reason why you did that. You build mm -hmm. this strength inside of you to to get through it. And there's probably so many lessons you learn through the struggle and the challenges, so much, right? So much. What's, what's the biggest lesson over the last eight months? Oh, my. This is different than a rehab process. It is You a learn different... a lot about patience and you do. working on other I don't skills. even know where to start what I learned. <laughs> top, top two or three lessons in the last eight, nine months you learned. Well, I learned because this is probably the most adverse. Exactly, especially for an athlete, it's one of those situations that's probably one of the the, the toughest. I mean, injuries and, and something that I've experienced yeah. in the last seven months is probably the toughest. So you can say I've been through everything. Um, well, one of the things is I learned. Like sometimes you think what it's something so major and that that happens to you or is thrown at you, but I don't think we're ever given anything in life that we just cannot handle at yeah. all. That's just. It's not, we all, we, we're always eventually end up handling it, whether we do it in a good way, whether <laughs> right, right. we do it in a bad way, but we get through it. Absolutely. And that, that was hard too. So I'm always someone that looks towards the future. Like I always try to think of the bigger picture when it comes to my life and my career. Yeah. Um, I don't think short term, you know, I think of how will today impact tomorrow and impact the next month and the next year. And that was something that I, I could not think about because I couldn't think about the, the, the sure. future was scary. You didn't know. No, I didn't know. And, um, and I spent my whole life knowing. Preparing so, for the next match, the next training. The next tournament. I mean, I, my manager would have a schedule and everything's written down in a year. calendar and this and that. Yeah. Oh, the whole year, year and a half. You I know what, I know go. what outfits I'm wearing in 2018. <laughs> and right, yeah, I know what wow. candy's coming out into that. It's just, you I always sure. knew. So, but in many ways in a time where I had almost, almost zero certainty, I felt like I had a schedule. Like I felt like I could plan things with friends. I felt yeah. like I could, take a trip. Um, I didn't have the pressure of a tournament coming up. So I didn't feel like I, I could go there with a friend because I'd have to sacrifice two, three days of training. Um, that's been my life since I was four years old. So that, so I learned you get right. so consumed, um, as an athlete, you get very consumed in, in schedule and your, in your training and your life. And there's so many mm -hmm. great things in life that you can do, but the one of the best things I learned is that you you actually have to take you have to take action and you have to do it. It's not yeah. going to come to you just by sitting in bed. Yeah. And so I, I think in that time, what I what I'm celebrating, many people have asked like or said, especially in the press, why is she celebrating a 15 month ban? That's far <laughs> from what I'm celebrating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm certainly not celebrating that I've been banned for 15 months. What I'm celebrating is that I've come through this time a better person than I was seven months ago, a yeah. stronger person, a more aware person, um, a more educated person. Um, just, I, I've been through this process and, and I feel that I could have taken an easy way out, which was just sit at home and hide from everything and just not be present. And I didn't. And from the first day on, I, 
that's not that that's a choice I made. I was going to go and do something about it. I was going to go and I was going to be honest to the world. I was going to go and I was going to take care of the things I wanted to take care of. I wanted to study. I wanted to meet people. I wanted to go on trips with my friends. Um, so I took action and I, so I'm celebrating the fact that I actually took it in my hands and made something out of that time and came through it. In, in a good way, yeah. whereas it could have been very tough. No, and I think you did it, and I, and I always talked to you about how graceful you were, and just the way, even just the, the posts you put out there, it was always like joyful experiences, things you're doing online, and people were like, why are you posting things where you're so happy right. when you're going through this challenge? And Because I was. I, I really, it's funny, because I, I do all of my social media, mm-hmm. and sometimes you get, when when you post something right away, it's like, Oh no, that that's not, that's not her posting. There's no way it's a right. fake. That's a, that's a fake smile. <laughs> it's not. And I was like, no, actually, like, cause I think as you know me, like people know exactly how I'm feeling. Right. If I'm happy, <laughs> you know, I'm happy. If I'm, yeah. I mean, I wear my emotions on my face, yes, you know, you when I'm, <laughs> when I'm mad and <laughs> when I'm angry, Absolutely. you know it. And so I think that's quite, um, yeah, and, and that's yeah. that's how I share my feelings with my fans, and um, right, right. I think that's normal. No, you did an amazing job, so congrats on everything Thank that's you. happened and come back. I'm excited. I'm going to be there for your first match already. Thanks. i got to plan it out. i got to make sure I get there for okay, the first April. official match. April, I'm going to block off the month. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there to in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. 
And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. <laughs> you talked about normalcy. Elton John, talk about normalcy. Yeah. And how he was like a normal person asking right. questions. Right. And you're like, oh, interesting. Right. How are you a normal person? You know, you were a pro at 14. You, right. I, I think you're the highest paid female athlete of all time. You've done like the biggest sponsorship deals. You've won every Grand Slam. You've, you know, been number one in the world. All right. What's normal about you? Um, I think what's normal is that I, I, th I mean, I, I want to believe that I have my feet on the ground. And I think that's, that's because of the way that I was raised and the two mm -hmm. people I had by my side. And that's my yeah. mom and dad. Yeah. And who are amazing. The, who are very special and very different in, in, in their own ways and have had very different, um, taught me very different things from a young age. And I moved, I was born in Russia and I moved to America when I was seven years old and didn't see my mom for the first two years after moving to America because she couldn't get a visa. So we, we faced a lot of, a lot of difficulties, a lot of adversity as a family. And we've all, and I don't have any siblings, so we're all very much together. Um, and yeah. And especially during, during the tough times, I mean, they've, they've been incredible. They've been yeah. so just, just there and just their presence and their knowledge. And, um, and my mom is, is like a best friend to me. Um, yeah. but the way I think that I was, guided towards that i was always under under their wings especially under my mother's wings um in a very human and normal way like my dad even though my dad was a coach for many years of my mm. career he was still um the things that he taught me on, on a tennis court were very much life lessons and the things that my mom taught me off the court she didn't know anything about tennis um were very much things that were life things as well very cultural very um um, I wouldn't say optimistic, but realistic as well. Like my parents were realists. Um, and I think that's so hard when you're in this world and in the, in a celebrity world where you're invited to parties and you're invited, you know, to this and that. You're it's so greatest podcast. Big, exactly. Big stuff, you, can, you, know? you can, I know you do. Absolutely. Um, it's very easy to, um, to start saying yes to everything, to start believing in your head that your, you are greater, yeah. that you're greater than everyone else or everything mm -hmm. else. And that's, that's not true. Right. Um, and so I think that just growing up under their wings has just helped me be human and real. And I, I face challenges. You asked me how I'm the same as everyone else. I face the same challenges that everyone else faces. I just face them in a different way, maybe more in the public eye than other people. Um, but overall, I think everyone shares the same difficulties. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest internal difficulty you face? Biggest internal difficulty. Oh goodness. Um, wow. <sighs> Stubbornness. I'm a very stubborn person and sometimes I have to let go of that and sometimes I have to let things play out. I know you're laughing <laughs> at me. But <laughs> Why do you I'm, think you're so stubborn? <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, you know, I think stubborn is good and, and 
stubborn is good in many ways because you don't quit until you don't take no for answers. Mm-hmm. You don't, um, y- you know, rejection is not in the vocabulary. <laughs> it's really not. Sure. But it sometimes you just, you need to just let things go and you need mm-hmm. to let things happen. And I, I fight that. I definitely have internal fights with Why? stubbornness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just the way, you know, sometimes when you want something, you're just stubborn. Not, you're just so stubborn. You just want it. Who's more stubborn, your mom or your dad? Oh, I, I beat them both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't think I, I got them through that. Mm. I'd probably say my mom is a little bit more chill. <laughs> so maybe my yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the biggest lesson each one of them taught you? Um. Well, I, my mother had me when she was very young and, um, I spent, and one of the things that she, I think she was a very protective parent and like, she didn't want me to go to, um, preschool or kindergarten. She was 20 years old and she was still in university at the time. So I spent my younger years, yes, my childhood in libraries with her. And sometimes she would take me to, um, lectures. And so I spent culturally i think she just she taught me a lot i mean i i listened to pushkin and and so many great russian authors you know when i was four or five years old um she taught me you know evenings i would be writing and repeating the the written um cursive words and um and letters and making sure that they were perfect and um i didn't have any never had a babysitter um so she was a very you know, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents as well. Um, we were very, it was a, it was a cocoon in a mm. way. Um, my father was very, um, very disciplined and he, he was a smart guy. And, and during the early years of, of my career, everyone thought that he was crazy and he's, he's crazy in some ways because <laughs> he's, he's very tough. He's, very he's tough. a tough guy. He has a tough I like look. The guy. He's yeah. He's super nice, but he's, he's like, a funny character. Yeah, yeah, he's... he's such a character and he's so soft inside. Mm. <laughs> um, but he's, he, he's very, um, he's a smart guy in a way that he, he didn't know tennis very well. And mm. he, but he learned from, from everyone else and he, he took that knowledge and he brought it to me. Mm. Um, and he knew that he wasn't the smartest guy. Like he knew that he didn't know how to teach his daughter to be quicker or to have hit a better forehand or, um, or to think better tactically. Like he, he knew that he didn't know, know those things. So he went to the right people and, um, and searched the right people and brought mm. them to me and also took their knowledge and used it in the future. And, right. and I think as a father, that was very unselfish of him because I think one of the mistakes that a parent can make is that they become a know-it-all and, yeah. and they, um, kind of influence their opinion rather than their knowledge. On finding you. the best information. Right. Um, what did he and teach he you was, mentally? If he didn't have all the best I, skills, you it's know, funny. Is, I, there was it wasn't as if I ever. A lot of people ask me where, um, because one of my greatest strengths is that I I come on the court and I feel that I have a mental edge against my opponents. And you do, I do. Yeah. Why do you think that? I just do. I, and what I does just, the mental edge mean? That you're mentally tougher, smarter, more determined. Um. I don't want to use the word smarter. I think there are a lot of, in order to be a professional um, athlete and to be at the top of a game, you have to be pretty smart. You have to be, you have to be talented. You have to be a hard worker. Everyone is. Yeah. Everyone is all those things. There's no one that doesn't work harder. Of course. They want to be there. Yeah. What's the edge then? I just really want it. I, I really, 
I think I I, I want to win. I want to win, and and I hate to lose, and I I I don't like giving up. But so do a lot of the, um, the top ten people are probably all. Well, I think there's. Yeah, I'm not sure. You just I, think you want it more. I think there's there's a difference between showing up and playing. You know, to because we have you have a lot of different tournaments. You have Grand Slams, which is obviously the, the, the biggest. biggest tournament, and then you have tournaments that are somewhere in Europe or in the middle of of Asia that are smaller tournaments. Um, but you still you can't just show up. You have to show up and compete. I don't I don't believe. Um, you know, a lot of people say that just by showing up, that's something. I'm not quite no. sure that's that that has that mantra has never worked for me right. i'd rather not show up right. <laughs> you know, it'd almost be a waste of time in yeah, many ways absolutely. um especially in my profession just by showing up doesn't get me anything right. um so how do i get there it wasn't as if you know my father and my mom sat me down and said you know you have to you have to work on your mental strength right. or you have to be tougher on the court i think it's just something just by becoming someone in the public eye from a very young age um you you gain these horse blinders, you know what horse blinders like that. Yeah, I know, I know all of these things you're asking me. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, when I was about sixteen, sixteen or seventeen years old, one of my coaches at the time, um, I was just starting to win a lot of matches, mm-hmm. and and I was at Wimbledon um, as a pro. Yeah, as a yeah. pro already, and I was starting to get a lot of attention, um, a lot of media requests and interviews, and a lot of people just coming up to you and saying hello, which. As as a teen, as sixteen or seventeen year old is a lot, yeah. And um, and I was getting further in the tournament. He says, "This is the time to put your horse blinders on." And I look Who at said him, this? The, a coach at the time okay. that I had, yeah. and I looked at him and I was like, "I've had those on for a while." Wow. <laughs> it's just, um, I think it's. So you weren't able. To, you weren't distracted. Self, no, I think it's a self. I, I created like a self protection for myself. Um. Because that's that's how I, that's how my parents always guided me through life, mm-hmm. and that's how. Because when you're out on the court, when you're at tournaments, it's just you. There's no one's protecting you out yeah. there. You know, it's it's you on your own. You so can't I be vulnerable the whole time. No, I mean you can be. I mean there are many times where you feel vulnerable, but you you have you to get through, through it. it. Yeah. You have to get through it. So I think just I mean the profession itself taught me a lot about toughness yeah at an early um, age too and ad- obviously adversity and not i didn't have all the things that maybe other young girls and boys grew up with having or the luxuries of having like um a normal life yeah having a car or <laughs> right, you know right. having were you in school then too or no i was homeschooled yeah the whole so time. through high school i did a did it um online right. so they would send me books i had a tutor that i'd connect with on the phone or email um wow. they would send me books and my mom would um break them up for me and I take them in folders like and she cut them up in six pieces so I didn't have to travel with all the thick books oh, I hate those books <laughs> I hate them. you know it's funny when I received them I was so happy really yeah I, I, I think it's because I just grew up with the culture of learning mm. like I I, I love learning I know it was in the library and I there's something very I loved it. I th- I love that when you you have an assignment and you have to get it done. I love that feeling. So when I received those books, it was like I have this assignment oh. and I have schoolwork and homework and I'm gonna get it done. Wow. And yeah. and now you're studying more. You were I was studying. Off, you went to Harvard. Yeah. For like a two week. I did. I did two different programs at um, Harvard Business School. Um, they were um, global strategic management and a leadership course. Um, How was that? It was great. I spent first part of it on campus <laughs> in at Harvard, which was 
pretty surreal and and um i think for me it was being surrounded it was about 50 people in the first class you didn't go to college right no didn't go to college um but I remember when I enrolled and I sent the application in and I got my confirmation on email. For Harvard. I like, yeah, I want I <laughs> <laughs> I printed it out and I just walked straight up to my mom cuz <laughs> Yeah, because like that's something that she's yeah, so proud of. Like of course. of course she's proud of what I've achieved on the court right. and everything that I've been able to do in my life, but for her education just so it, it means so much. So she was mm. she was so happy and she sent it to my grandmother and you know, <laughs> it's just became this family conversation. Sure. But um, I think for me, the experience of being surrounded by there's about 50 people um, in a classroom where I'm not I'm not the subject. <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? That I'm not the one. Usually I'm at the front getting asked questions by media and the Harvard Business School schoolroom. I mean, it's it's an auditorium. It's this beautiful. I mean, everything is top notch yeah. and it's a it's a theater room and. And what, where the professor is standing, as I'm sitting there, I was just thinking to myself, how nice is it just to be a participant no and not to be, you. not even the pressure, but just mm. to be someone that's getting information rather than just talking. Because, I mean, you fit, as a tennis player, we have to do a press conference after every single match, right. before every single tournament. Um, I do interviews for sponsors. So there's always, you're, I mean, you're On constantly camera. talking yeah. about yourself and your life and it's it's sometimes awful (laughs) so it was just nice to not be to have a conversation about business and about companies and doing case studies with 50 people that are from different parts of the world sharing each other's knowledge and the biggest thing for me was to be okay with asking a question and not having an answer because when you're in that environment you want to act like you're a know-it-all and i was i was the youngest one in the in the group i mean you had ceos of airlines there and um whereas i was instead of actually contributing to um to a particular subject i most of the time wanted to ask a question because i want to gain knowledge um because i when i was young i was i was always very shy and i never i don't know if i particularly enjoyed asking questions i think yeah i was very reserved and um Mm very quiet and um and as i'm older um that's something that i've learned a lot is you actually don't learn until you you ask questions you're curious yeah what do you think i started this podcast right so i gotta ask all the smartest people you're a professor (laughs) on the school of greatness teaching That's cool. So what's the big thing you learned then? Because didn't you do a case study with your candy? So we were separated. So it was 50 participants or so. And then in the evenings, they separated us into smaller groups. And Mm. they said at the end of the course, we want to – within your group, you have to choose one of you. And one of you will have to present um, on your company. And based on what you've learned during um, these 10 days and how you're going to apply that, the challenges that you have as a company. So – for some reason, as we're sitting there at 6 p.m. in Boston in a in a small in a small room, they just pointed to me, every everyone right. in in that room, and said, "We're going to do it on you because our companies are not so interesting." So there they're like, go. "We're going to do a case study on on Sugar Pova," um, and we did it. And it was I don't know I I felt like besides obviously presenting to 50 people at, at the end of the 10 so you days presented it. i presented yeah i presented um kind of what where right? the plan the... what we face the challenges mm-hmm. that we have and how i will try to apply or attempt to apply um what i learned in the right. past 10 days and what i i've learned based on my business um 
but I was just, of course, I was nervous because I there are Harvard professors <laughs> next to me. <laughs> um, there was also the fifty participants, but actually one of them was um, was from China, and he, while I was presenting, he went on a on a Chinese version of eBay, and he looked at my product and he started reading the reviews, and he's like, so. After after I did the presentation, um, the participants could ask me questions or、oh. give feedback.、Mm-hmm. Um, and he's as I'm doing the presentation, he's looking at the reviews and of the people. And then after I was done, he's like, "So everyone that's bought your product has these great reviews. Why aren't you Why aren't you distributing more in China?" So everyone just it was、mm-hmm. amazing. And then everyone kind of had their two cents and and asked me a question about distribution and so on. And it was just it it、mm-hmm. felt like. This family that really cared about each other's issues and and what they faced in their businesses, and that that was just a different feeling from people that I've never met in my life. Because、cool. um, I, you know me, I'm surrounded all the time by people I know. Yes. So just to come same out of team, same team all the same time,、friends. probably three hundred and forty days a yeah. year. Yeah. So to be around and to interact with them、um, was it was great. To、That's、come、cool. out of my shell. That's cool. I get to do more of this in the future, more classes. When you well, now、time. that I'm coming back, I, I hope that、no、I、time. won't have time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm back to my day、okay. job. <laughs> exactly. No night classes online. <laughs> oh no, no time. Yeah, no time.、Oh, which is a great thing. Your spare time, though, you are working on different businesses. You have like know, how many different businesses do you have now? Um, so I have Sugar Pova,、um, which is a lot and、mm-hmm. takes a lot up of our time.、Um, but also I invest in a sunscreen. Which is an incredible candy chocolate company. Candy chocolate. Just so we just launched、aware. chocolate a couple months ago.、It's、unbelievable.、Yes. I know. Thanks Thank for, for the product placement you're here.、Welcome. So、yeah. nice of you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs>、um, I also、um, I also own a company called Supergoop, which is a sunscreen brand.、Um, became an investor a few years ago,、mm-hmm. and I'm just a. I think over, especially when I was injured and I had my shoulder surgery, I realized that even though tennis was part of my is might be part of my life for many years to come, but at one point it's gonna end. It's gonna end. So what are you gonna do? What、yeah. are you gonna do? And I just, I'm not good at sitting still. I'm just not. I'm not、yeah. good at it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even after the Vegas trip, I came home and my coach was like, "You need to take a couple of days off because like, it's been a whirlwind. You were in New York and doing the press. Like, and I need spin did, cycle. I do. I was like, I need to go do high yoga, and he made <laughs> me cancel the class. I was so disappointed.、Oh, um, so I always look for pro. I, I always look for projects that one、mm. I'm passionate about. Yeah.、Um, one that I, I feel have. Room for growth and potential、mm-hmm. for growth.、Um, recently, I invested in, in UFC fighting, which was a very different,、um, yeah, a different, very different because I'm not so involved in it.、Um, I wouldn't say I'm passionate. passionate or a huge fan of it, but I realize its potential,、um, especially globally. I know how big it is over here.、Um, I followed it a little bit.、Mm-hmm. Um, I know all the the names and. And so on, but I I feel that has a lot of potential to grow. Right, right.、Um, and IMG、so、bought it, right? Yeah, IMG WME. That's right. Yeah. So, so I had the chance to、um, to invest. So that so I, I always look for things that when I'm done with tennis that I can really learn about and、yeah. grow.、Um, but it's very helpful when you're passionate about it. Yeah. How do you navigate? Because I'm sure so many people want so much from you all the time. I could I could assume. Maybe、mm-hmm. I'm wrong. But how do you navigate? At least from sixteen. Like you. Yeah, always. Get on my podcast. Always. <laughs> But how do you, you know? How do you navigate it though? From just like, and maybe because you have a great team、uh, around you that you're、yeah. kind of protected. But do you feel like people always 
taking or wanting Sometimes. to grab things from you and is that why you're so stubborn maybe I don't yeah know. well i i do i think a lot of it comes with having with having a good team and mm-hmm. a lot of people know my interests but to be yeah. honest i love I love doing different things and I yeah. love to be a part of things. And sometimes you, you do have to slow me down because I, I put too much, I put too much on my plate. You right, know, right. I was building a house for three years then I got to decorate it. And, you know, I practice and then I'm at an antique shop 30 minutes later looking for furniture. And then, you know, I don't like those legs. We got to customize the legs. I got to change the material. And then I have a Nike design meeting and what are the girl, what is, cause I, I wear a collection on court and then some girls that play on the tour, um, wear some of my pieces as well. So I'm not only thinking mm. about, what I'm wearing, I'm thinking about what the team girls really? are wearing wow. as well. So, and I'm thinking a year, year and a half in advance. So I go from practice to working at my home <laughs> to, to a design meeting to, to thinking of chocolate, so there is, there is a lot, but I really, I love it. Yeah. I don't, there's rarely bored, things otherwise. I don't, I mean, boredom is sometimes good. Like even in the last couple of days where I just had Dude, nothing, nothing. I, I finally finished the book. Um, I watched a few oh, shows. Oh, that you're reading. Yeah, that I was yeah. reading that. Because you're writing a book too, right? I'm writing a book as well. Why should we not say that? No, that's fine. No, everyone knows. Okay. I'm okay. writing a book. I haven't been able to write in the, in the previous months. I think I mm. almost didn't want that memory on paper. <laughs> it's going to be there though. <laughs> it it needs to be there. It will absolutely be there. Yes. They, people want to read about yes, it. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be working on it next week in New York. Mm, that's um, cool. But... Yeah, I um, I've, I just, I love the things that I'm a part of, and I mm-hmm. think that's what um, that's why one of the reasons I've been able to be successful, and it takes my mind off the physical grind of my of my real yeah, job. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it is so physical and so mental um, that it's just it's nice to go into different areas. It it helps you grow, mm-hmm. um, and there's also so much you can do right. after you're after I leave that court. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all 
already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. I don't know if I, I got the answer yet, but I'm curious. Oh, why goodness. do you why do you want to win so bad? Why do you want it so bad? Mm. Like you've won so many things. You've been number one. You've you've done the every Grand Slam right. you've won, right? Right. What's that called when you win every Grand Slam? I don't even know. No, <laughs> you've I done it. You've won everything. Slam, right? Right. You've won every match right. that you could win, right? Every tournament you've won, pretty much. Uh, I'm so, somewhere like there. Yes. Yeah, I've won all the Grand Slams. Why? Are you, I mean, how are you so driven, and why to win and and strive to be the best? Still, like, why? Because I love, I love the sport. I love the sport. I love the feeling. Um, I think also selfishly uh, as a woman, it's just it's a really good feeling to feel good at what you do. Yeah. To feel strong and powerful and um, and just good at it. And, and, and know that there's by working on it, that you can be better. Mm. That's just, uh, there's nothing else that where I feel that, Yeah, you know, cool. I'd love doing other things, but I, right. when I'm on the court and I, even when I'm rusty or even when I don't get to a ball, which is a lot of times, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, that chocolate I ate last night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, sugar boba. Exactly. Um, and you know, I eat a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. I eat a lot. So, yeah, I just, I love the feeling of getting better. Um, I love that challenge. And there's nothing winning. I I mean, winning in tennis is is a spur of the moment. It's not, it's like that final point and that emotion that you don't get with anything Anything else. else. It's not like, you're not, you're... I guess your success is in your own hands. Mm -hmm. It's not in the hands of anyone else. Yeah. You know, like you have a team that, that you build and that helps you get to, to get you to walk to center court and then you walk out there and, but then it's you. So, and if you lose, you know, or you win, it's on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, I love that. I love that pressure. Mm. So you can't get it anywhere else. No, not, I haven't found it yet. Yeah. So (laughs) I hear you. Do you have any regrets for your career of like starting too soon or not going to school or relationships or anything like that? Is there any regrets along the way? Um, I don't want to use the word regrets. It's a pretty strong word. Mm. The one thing I, I, one thing I do regret is not learning more languages when I was young. How many do you know now? Two Russian and English, but I wish that I would have learned more languages. You pick them up so well when you're, when you're young. Um, and I think it, especially in today's growing, mm-hmm. just growing society and, and world, um, it would be really great to know more languages. Yeah, That's one thing. Um, as far as other things in my career, um, I don't know, or relationships. I think, I think when you talk about career and relationships and regret, I think, you know, people, you talk about balance a lot, like mm-hmm. that kind of strive for balance. Yeah. Um, how do you do that? Cause you, I don't, can't. cause I don't, I don't. There's no balance. Right. I don't. It's full on for your. Well, I don't think there's, I don't think balance exists. Mm. I don't think there's ever 50, 50. Right. I think if you're, if you're 50, 50, then you're just 50% at one thing and 50% at another thing. And is that good enough? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. It's not in my, not in my opinion. Right. 
Um, so how do you manage it? Can it can be good enough, right. for, which is, I know a lot of people that, that do it, and, and that's that's their good enough. That's yeah. their great. And that's, yeah, it's um, what they want. It's what they want, and exactly. that's what, and it just has never worked for me. I never feel, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't mm. feel that I'm getting the most out of myself when I'm just 50-50. How many days are you on the road <laughs> on a normal year when you're healthy and? A lot, like. How many 250 days maybe 250 on the road probably so how do you have a uh you know or how have you had a relationship yeah when it's you're not... when you're competing and so focused on being the best at one thing yeah it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to kind of you know you're sacrificing your career when you're trying to make a relationship and you're trying to make a life for yourself um off the court, which obviously I would love very much because I, you know, I'm almost 30 years old and I do see myself being married one day and having children, obviously yeah. being so close to my parents. Um, but how did I, I mean, I've, I've managed it somehow, <laughs> I mean, yeah, not yeah. well enough, <laughs> right. obviously. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, what do you think you... it's going to take from you to be able to have, have it all in the future? I don't know. I don't know if I always want it all. Mm. I don't know if I, all is, uh, that's pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> all, <laughs> all is very strong. Okay. Um, Just take it one year at a time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's not something that I that I sit here and say, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna have it all. I'm gonna yeah. you know have a, a healthy and strong relationship while ha while winning mm. grand slams." And yeah, that's my goal. I'd love to have that. That's obviously what everyone would love to have mm -hmm. in any any career that they right, have. Right. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. I'm curious about. What you think about when you said, you know, you're with the team until you walk on the court and they escort you on the court. So what does right. what does you think about either in the locker room beforehand? You guys have locker rooms, right? We do have locker rooms. <laughs> in the <laughs> locker room beforehand. That? <laughs> in the locker room beforehand or when you're walking on court, do you have a, pra a mental practice or a visualization technique or something you do? Or do you just go out there and perform? Pretty much. I just... I don't. You just turn it I didn't on. I did grow just... up. Yeah, it, it, that's one of the big differences that I, I see. Um, and I've lived in the United States since I was seven years old. Mm. But I think that's one of the biggest differences that I see culturally. Yeah. Um, is like, before a match, it's not that I have a ritual or I'm reading um an inspirational book on how to become a better person or a better fighter or a better athlete. Um, it was funny when I came to the United States, that was the biggest surprise was that you see mm. so many, um, books about like chicken soup for, for the, the soul, soul yeah. or chicken soup for, or it was about, um, or, you know, uh, from a woman's perspective, like take care of your body. And I'd never like, that was have not the positive messages in Russia. Well, I, I I'm not <laughs> sure. I just wasn't right. really exposed to it. <laughs> right, right. So that was, so it's always a lot of things that you read for me culturally it was like poetry and mm. reading like very you know deep literature that would just kind of inspire your mind right. um whereas in the united states a lot of a lot of books that are written are you know to motivate yourself and are more like a self-help book which yes. in certain times is very helpful and I've, I've read many of them and have been inspired by many of them and i've read yours um as well thank you <laughs> but i that so that practice for me of, okay, I, I need to meditate for, mm -hmm. you know, 10 minutes before a match Don't because that's that. how that's, no, it's just like, I have a routine of, you know, I know, I know when I like to, to warm up. Put your shoes my match. on at a certain time and you're, you're like, no, like dressed. I put my left shoe on before my right. But I've done that since I was young. Like sure, that's just sure. almost like a routine to me, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. But you or, know when you like to warm up. You have a yeah. Time I know yet. when I like to warm up. Mm -hmm. I know when I like to eat. I know what I eat. Yeah, yeah. I know. 
And that's it. That's all that's I need. I, I usually have a book with me that I read at, and that d- doesn't really matter what it is. To kind of just chill your mind out or to kind of... Just because I don't want to be doing it. Like I don't want to... I usually don't watch any TV or... Because mm. t- in tennis, you're usually following another match. So just you're always around. waiting around and looking at the scores. So instead of that, I just want to be more in a different mindset of reading a book or... And you can get more focus when you're not thinking about the match beforehand by kind of being in a different world by reading and then just turn it on. I think that's the best. That's the goal. For the you, goal is. is to think for me personally, yeah. the goal is to, to think of the match or to think of the situation when you have to, and not, not mm. when I'm in the locker room eating my chicken with no sauce and right, right. cold rice <laughs> and carrots right. and broccoli. Sure. sure, sure. <laughs> like you want to be, yeah, you're just focused on the food. And yeah. then when the time comes that, you know, 20, 30 minutes before the match where you finally huddle with your team and, and talk about the match. Absolutely. You, right, you right, think right. about, you think about strategy, but everything before mm-hmm. it just becomes too much. Yeah. I want to do something I've never done. Oh, I'm going to have, I want to turn the camera towards Sven. <laughs> You want to turn it towards Sven? I'm going to give you the headset for a moment. He was my driver today. <laughs> he was your driver today. So Sven is uh, Maria's coach, and how long has he been your coach? Three years. Three years. You yes. Can, you can turn it to him. I'm going to give it to him in a second. Yeah. Three years. So I want to ask you the question of why did you choose to work with Maria exclusively one on one for the last three years, and what's the thing that's impressed you the most about her over every other athlete you've worked with <laughs> and um what does she do better than everyone else <laughs> this is Sven. he needs his he was wearing a t-shirt the other day that said i don't do interviews <laughs> which was pretty that's it was pretty funny oh now he's in the spotlight <laughs> he's he's not going to lunch afterward because I normally don't speak. Okay. No. I only speak to her. Well, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> these are three. She gives me, if she gives me the, I the give, green I light. Give, of course. <laughs> <laughs> He's so his own boss. Why, do I cho- why did I choose working with Maria? Um, it actually was a very easy choice to do so. I, I came out of a, um, I worked 15 years uh, with players one-on-one, m- many different players, uh, men and women. And then I worked eight years as a consultant for a brand, uh, which I'm not going to name at the moment, uh, but um, which involved uh, scouting, uh, development, interim coaching, um, so a lot of variety. And um, there came a moment where I knew that she would become available, and I had had a good relationship with her. Somebody else was coaching her, um, but I also knew she was going through a tough time uh, being in the tennis industry and being so, you know, immersed in this for the last 25 years. um, I also know her coming on the scene and um, I've always been very impressed by her demeanor. And uh, I wanted to work with her because I knew I was going to learn things that I hadn't learned before. I think very selfishly, actually, not only that I can add value to her, but she has to add a player has to add value to me in order for me to give my best. She has to give her best. And I knew that going into that, um, she would open new doors. It would give me definitely new experiences. 
The last experience I didn't anticipate. <laughs> um, Just so, say it lightly. <laughs> so I, I was definitely not ready for that. Um, and so, but I knew I knew that I I would get inspired. And in order for you to travel the world, um, about forty weeks out of the year, that I do. Uh, and actually turn out that the first year was like 46 weeks we were together. Uh, you better be around people that inspire you. Because if they don't, then you you really don't last. So, you know, now three years on, I can't wait to get back on the court. I still, every day, it's like uh, a first day. And to have that uh, and to get that um, that inspiration and the feeling of we've not reached a ceiling um, so that was the reason, actually. It, it just gave me a lot of perspective and a very uh, bright horizon. So that, that, that inspired me. What's the biggest thing you learned? The biggest thing I learned is um, her ability to adapt, uh, her ability to shift from um, being on the court and then going absolutely, you know, at one stage also having some losses and to be able to walk into a press room and able to answer questions so articulate and so without any hesitation of words. Um, I, I, I think her ability to shift is, is phenomenal in, in, in competition, but also on court from sponsor to, to the media. Um, that I've learned from her that that is phenomenal. Well, I think you touched at a very, you know, and she said she's very stubborn. And well, that's, it's a gift. It is, it is a gift. <laughs> and it is a, you know, um, we had a laugh about it the other day. Actually, also her father said something that was quite interesting. Um, and it was about consistency makes great champions. Um, she's consistently stubborn. Um, and, that drives me because I have to be constantly, if I say something to her, I better be damn sure about something because if not, I have no, no chance against her <laughs> because... <laughs> Do if, your fact checks first. <laughs> if her mind is set on A and I'm coming with B, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, no chance. there is absolutely no chance. I mean, I, that's, and that's the thing. The, so there's stubbornness, but... And and in my experience of working with professional tennis players, individual sport, um, the greatest that I've worked with is Maria being the greatest stubborn player, individual. And it doesn't matter if it's a woman or a man or her ability, that, that sets her apart. I am most proud of her, how she... Um, and, and and that's just because I'm with her for those three years, only three years. At, um, but the past seven months, how she um, stayed in the moment, uh, worked on herself, um, how she absorbed and was like a sponge to to grow. Uh, it's inspired me. It got the, the team through it um, because of her strength. That allowed us to also give more support, and um, yeah, I'm very proud of that. That's that's a, a big, big step for me to uh, to experience. Thank you. Very nice.
That was like an exclusive with Sven Grunefeld. Exclusive with the legendary coach. I like it. We'll have to do <laughs> we more. We had a good practice. You missed our practice this morning. Uh, I'm not invited. You gotta. You're all. Oh, am, I, am I always invited? How many times have we invited you I to practice know, I'm and you've gone or something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show up one of these days. I'm going to text Sven and just show yeah, up you should. and surprise you, you should. with my racket and my 10 uh, times well, of experience on court. when we played beach court. tennis, I remember, I think you won. I was not bad. You weren't bad. I mean, you know, there's room for growth. <laughs> Lots of room. <laughs> I played tennis maybe like 10 times in college, and uh, I could never figure out how to serve. But so I, I did just, beat you in bowling. One game. I won another game, though. You did win the other game. So we had a rubber match. That's fine. But I do want to say that I beat you in bowling. I acknowledge that you beat me. I let you win. It's okay. I never won in bowling in my life before. (laughs) You were amazing. You were great. That was special. You were great. Just wanted to make sure that all the Everyone knows. Know. Yes. Well, yep. I don't know. One of the greatest. It's very important. One of the greatest female athletes of all time. You <laughs> beat me once, barely, by bowling. It's all good. That is because I'm terrible at everything else that I do in the sports. T- except for tennis? Yes. Really? Yeah. Are you, are you good at ping good. pong? No. I'm really good at ping pong. Well, I'm going to uh, say uh, it. Yeah, I'm not not even playing you with that. We will play. Are you good at <laughs> tennis? Or table tennis? We should play table tennis. You get, oh. Do you have a? Do you have a? You don't have a table, do you? No. You got to get one. I just have a bowling alley. I know you're insane. <laughs> um, okay, I want to ask a few more questions before okay. before we go get some sugar fish. Um, what's the thing you're most proud of that uh, maybe most people don't know about you, or that's not in the public eye? Um, I'm uh, I'm most proud of the consistency with the people that I have around me. Mm. I've had same same faces and same minds and um with me through so many years. Yeah. And that's it's special because I see so many people come and go out of people's lives. Yeah. Um and just proud of having that that support and that that team that really mm. um that you grow with together, right. you know, you grow and you learn and sometimes you don't even need to say things about it, but just getting through situations gets you, I mean, I'm certainly proud of, you know, I only have a handful of friends, mm-hmm. um, but I've known them for close so friends. long. Very close you friends. You've got a ton of acquaintances, I'm sure. Yeah, I have sure. a lot of acquaintances, but I just, yeah. I have a really strong group of friends that are so just amazing. Yeah. Um, and I've good people, solid. good people, I've met a yeah. lot of them. They're yeah, great. you have, and yeah. they're very different and mm. come from very different businesses and, um, have different jobs, live in different parts of the world, but are very special people. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Hey there, Brenda. It's Carol. Exactly. So which leg are we operating on? You mean arm? It's all connected. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future. Are you sure you're an orthopedist? Actually, I'm a Sagittarius. Especially when it comes to your finances. Do you have a question? Are you a certified financial planner? Yes, I'm a CFP professional. CFP professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off.
what is it about uh, athletes after they retire? There's some who are successful in the next thing, and there are others who you know, just live in the past and they're not able to break through mentally. They don't have the same mental toughness. What do you think that is about athletes? Have you seen some of your friends retire from tennis and kind of not do as well? And have you seen others do extremely well, whether in mm. business or something else? And what do you think that is? I think everyone has a choice. Mm. You know, everyone has a choice and, and, and it's, it's up to them. You know, it's up to them to do something with their life. And, and some people choose, um, look, b being an athlete, it takes a lot out of you. It takes, I mean, it's very easy to burn out and it's very easy to get tired. Right. It's from simply traveling. And, you know, just when I was in Vegas a couple of days ago <laughs> and I wake up and I, you know, you're kind of, you know, I've been home for a while, but also traveling on like trips that, you know, I'm usually in a hotel where I want to yeah. stay or, but I was in a hotel room and, you know, spend like 16 hours in the room and just, I was a little sick, but I was like reading and then I ordered room service and it, mm. it, it gets so, it, it's lonely. Yeah. It's very lonely. And, and years of that and the same place year after year, you know exactly which tournaments you go to. But I was saying to my team after the match, I said, yeah, this morning I kind of felt really crappy because I was like, you know, I'm coming back, but this feeling that I had in the hotel room in the mm. morning, it was awful, wow. you know, because I've, I've loved waking up to this beautiful view every morning. Exactly. Yeah. And then I was just, I don't know, I was in the middle of buildings and I ordered this coffee that was just awful. Oh and, my I, gosh. and I thought to myself, oh, and then I went six hours later, I was on the court and I came back from that and I said, mm. this is exactly why I'm doing it. Yeah, that. yeah. This like, is what makes it, you know, this is what's, yeah, this is why. Of course. But, but the, the point is that you, you have, you go through those moments and some people just, th that's enough and, and, and it's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, I just personally, I, I love, I love challenging myself to different things and I, I love, I love traveling. Yeah. So that's not, sure. that's never been a problem for me. I love the fact that you can get on a plane and be anywhere in the world. I know when I'm on a long it's trip amazing. and I'm walking in the airport and I see all these destinations, I'm so happy because I know that I can be in a matter of what, like 10 hours on the other side of the world with anyone that I want to be with. Mm. So that always gives me a sense of almost perspective that, yeah, I know I'm far. I know that I'm, you know, all my friends have this, a wedding that they're going to or a birthday party or a holiday that I'm missing. But I know that I can be there with them. Uh, maybe not in this moment, but when I finish the tournament, I know I'm just a flight away. Um, and that hasn't changed for me. Um, yeah. But work-wise, I, I think people just, you choose what you want to do. And yeah. I've, I think you have to like, like in the past seven months, like I could have chosen... Not to do anything. And I could right. have just... And there are other you know, athletes have who have... rented a barn yeah. in the middle of nowhere and... I don't know. There are other athletes and uh, who have... I'm thinking of a woman in the UFC who kind of go off the grid when something bad happens. And they don't post anything on social media for months. They don't do any press. They're like depressed when some adversity they, mm -hmm. they face. And uh, you chose to be the opposite. So I think it's it's true. You have a choice. On how you yeah, respond think, to every situation and every transition in your life. I think everyone, I think, of course, everyone has a choice, but everyone is affected by something in a different way. Yeah, and I yeah. think the way that I took things in my own hands, it it made me, I don't know, it, it just, mm. from the first day, I, I felt 
I felt really good about the way that I handled the situation. I was proud of it. And I think that helped me build towards, you know, training. I've been training differently, but challenging myself in different ways. Um, you know, making sure that my mind, as I said, I couldn't, it was very painful to look long-term. So I just, I really put a lot of effort into my body and, and just trying to work on staying fit, which is when you're a professional athlete and you don't have your profession. Yeah, um, it's, it's very difficult because I love yeah. to eat and I love a lot of sweets and I love being you have a social. Sugar I have, yeah, I have a candy company yeah. and I love going out with my friends mm. and having Moroccan tea with biscuits yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, it, it adds mm. up. I love Absolutely. having sangria. I hear you. You know? I hear you. Just, it's not. It's not great when you don't have a profession. <laughs> I hear you. So I really had to put my mind mm. and my body and and yeah. train and so and I chose that. I people can guide you, but you have to do it. Your discipline. You, you have. Yeah. Uh, you have to. And and maybe there will be times in my life when I don't. Yeah. Um. But in this situation, I did, and I'm yeah. I'm really glad I did. Yeah. Well, I think you've got a powerful vision for how you want to be the things you want to create, the things you want to achieve in, in your profession. So yeah, I do. I think vision is really important. Yeah. And you I think vision is a strong word. Absolutely. Yeah. So you like vision then? I do. It's not like the other two. No. Words. No. <laughs> vision, vision is a strong is word in a good vision way. Is, yeah. yeah. What would you say your vision is? Um, my vision is to, to keep getting better, to keep improving, to, um, as as a as an athlete, as a person, as a daughter, as a anyone, yeah. um, I think it's just to to keep getting better. And do you have any fears? I don't think so. I I've had, you know, I've gone through a lot of adversity in life, mm. and I've I think if there were things to fear, it would probably be then. Um, but not before then. Well, it would have been like in, it, I'm talking about even when I moved to the United States. I mean, we didn't have a lot of money as a family, and um, I think mm -hmm. my father came with seven hundred dollars um, savings from grandparents. Yeah. Um, never, I mean, I was seven years old with, and we, the only thing we came with was a tennis dream. Which right. is, <laughs> I mean, as a seven-year-old, it's a pretty optimistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a lot. There's a lot of things that could have happened that mm. obviously wouldn't led me. I, I right. realize that I'm amazingly fortunate to be where I am today, and yeah. that people that will take the same route will maybe not end up in the same position. And I know that and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any question that you wish people would ask you? Mm, I don't think about it. Because people ask a lot of questions. So I, yeah. <laughs> once they're done asking, I'm just thankful <laughs> that there are no more questions. Okay. Well, we'll get to the last couple of days. <laughs> so you can be no, thankful. that wasn't a message or anything. It was just... <laughs> Teasing. But what are you most grateful for then in your life recently? Um, health. Health. I'm, I'm so thankful for being healthy and having a healthy family around me. My, my dad struggled with um, the health of his mom in the last year. And that was really difficult to go through as a family. And, and she's doing much better. Mm -hmm. um, just health. You realize when, when something hits like that in life, that it's health is, is just key to the way that you feel to your, to like, to energy, right? Like even when, even when I'm a little sick, I get so down because I'm just, it's not me. I, I, I don't feel like my normal, crazy self sure. <laughs> stubborn self <laughs> just yeah sure. I, i'm usually uh i'm usually quite energetic and yeah, i'm yeah. passionate and mm -hmm. and so when something is limiting me or i know i'm injured and i can't go train it's right. 
It's really hard. Right, right. So health is very cool. grateful cool. for that. All right. Well, I think I, I think you know what this last couple of questions yeah, are. Yeah, I, I don't know them by heart, but I, I listen to You've them. You've heard them, so and trust me, I don't know what my answers will be. So okay, <laughs> we'll give you a moment to okay. swing and think about it. So this is called the three truths question. And uh, if it's the last day for you many years from now, what would you say if, if there was no record of anything you've ever created is gone? No books, no rec- no videos of you playing, no interviews. So there's no messages of you. All right. And you have to write down three things, three lessons, truths that you would pass on to your friends, your family, and the world. What would those be? Messages to them, but not about me. Three truths. That you would pass okay. on from all the from all the lessons you've learned in your life. <laughs> yeah, three truths about how you um, what you would give to people to to live by. Right. Um, I think be real. Realness and reality is something I've I, I feel like I've always had to come back to in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Um, no matter what what you're going through, just be real to who you are, be real to what you give. Um, don't do something or don't accept something that's not you. Um, honesty. Um, I think honesty is huge. Um, it's a huge part of life and it kind of goes with being real. Um, being first honest to yourself, um, which is the most important thing because you can guide yourself in so many wrong directions when you're not honest. Um, and honest to, to the world and to, to people that are obviously very close to you. Yeah. Cause that's, I think that's how friendships and relationships really build and, and become strong. Um, and the third, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh goodness. Um, be real, be honest, well, uh, learn, you know, mm. learn, don't be afraid to learn and grow. Yeah. I think sometimes people are almost a little afraid of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost too powerful in, in many ways. Like yeah. when I was in, in the classroom and I, like the first day I was so, he- like there was a conversation which I didn't understand. It was a topic about finance and it was just numbers and um, I just couldn't. And finally, after like four hours, I finally raised my hand and I asked a question and I felt like I I actually felt like I contributed because it started this whole other conversation. And I realized that other people around me weren't quite aware of what we were talking about. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn, learn by asking questions. I and, like it. Yeah. Those are great. Those are great. Good answers. What um? How can we support you? You got Maria Sharapova. Oh, you're supporting. You're always supporting me. <laughs> well, how can we, as the community, support you? Where Where do we? Where do you like to hang out online the most? I know you're um, on Instagram a lot. I know. Yeah, I I'm. I mean, I have a Facebook. I have a Twitter. Um, they're all different. Instagram. Instagram's more my creative platform. Yeah. I would say. You're great on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks. So we yeah, follow it's more, you. Twitter is more like informative, news related. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, yeah. I'd say, is a little bit more corporate. Um, Instagram's you behind the scenes, personal. I think so. Yeah, I love Training, nothing like putting traveling. thirty different filters on a picture. Right? <laughs> exactly. That yeah, take yeah. twenty minutes of your day. <laughs> and, <laughs> Make your life look so much better exactly, than it is. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, so we'll have everyone follow you on social media. Oh, and thank you. Can we? Can we? Get I some can't talk? wait for my fans to um, to listen to all the other podcasts. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for them yeah. too as well. I'm excited for them to hear this one. Yeah, no, they'll... this is the most important one. Maria. <laughs> Come on, I don't know. About how can that. we? How can we get some of the candy and the um, chocolate? Can sugar you get it Pova, yeah, Sugar Pova is on sugarpova.com. Sugar it's Pova. Right there. 
Yes. The chocolate bars are amazing. The candy is amazing. Thank you. Grab some Gummies. of this. Check some it out. Ha- in time for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, you got some, some Halloween stuff? We too? do. We have some um, spooky sours, which are little Ooh, spiders. I saw the photo shoot of that. Yeah, yeah. I saw you post that. That's yeah. cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Anything else we can? No. It's all I, on MariaSharePoper.com. All this stuff. All of this is on MariaSharePoper.com. All this. Okay, yes. awesome. We will go there and connect there. <laughs> yes, thank when you. When you get your book coming out, we are going to push it extremely hard. And oh, everyone, thanks. Everyone will buy it. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know when it's coming out yet. but Yeah, um, like five years. Yeah. Okay. Well, with with my pace and, exactly. and all the life events that happen to me, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you never know. I need a, yeah. a second book. <laughs> yes, I hear you. Uh, well, before I ask the final question, Maria, yes. I want to acknowledge you for a moment. Mm, thank you. For your incredible friendship. Thanks. I'm, I'm really proud to be your friend and to know you because thank of, you. I don't think many people I've met are able to go through life so gracefully with the adversity you have, with the, the platform you have, with the attention you're getting, with the press, the pressure that could potentially be built upon you. It's been so beautiful to see how graceful you are. Thank you. And how strong and amazing and inspiring you've been through the adversity. This is the only time I've known you. Yeah. Is when adversity yeah. struck. Yeah, you actually wrote me a you, birthday like, card. Yes. You wrote me a really a really nice birthday card. You said I've only I've pretty much only known you through this time That's it. and I can only imagine what you are like when That's it. when so, you're gonna yeah, so, so win I, and exactly. So I acknowledge in you your for, happy days. <laughs> exactly. You've been amazing in the worst of times. Thank you. And I acknowledge you for who you are in the Thanks. world, for the the way you inspire so many people. Whenever, uh, you know, I post a photo with you guys, when I'm with you guys, and people are, like, so inspired. They're like, you. Maria is, like, my favorite tennis player. She inspires me so much. It's so funny. I, I never, I don't think I ever realized that until mm. I've gone through this yeah. last seven so months. So many people supported you. Yeah, yeah, I just, I not that I took it for granted, but I just, mm. I don't. I'd never like believed how impactful yeah. um, the things that I've done in my career, how how they've impacted people. Yeah. You just... I don't know. I, I, I almost, I, I don't think I ever wanted to feel that way or have that responsibility and, yeah. you know, almost or almost the pressure of, wow, I am actually inspiring so many people, but yeah. just the messages that I've received over the past yeah months has yeah. been made you realize, make, made me realize how, how many amazing fans I have. Well, you deserve it. Thank you're, you. You're a great symbol of inspiration. So thank you very for much. That. Yeah. Wait, is there another question? Yes. The final question is, what's your definition? That's right. I should of, probably of know greatness. this after listening to your <laughs> yes. podcast. Come on. <laughs> oh, my definition of greatness. Um, well, I think definition of greatness is, I don't know, it's who you are inside and it's mm. not, it's something internal. I, I don't think it's something words ever I think it's a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I think everyone has in a different moment in their life always different feelings and I think greatness is how you know, it's almost what you do with those feelings and what you what yeah. you turn them to be. Um I, I just think it's a very personal feeling, right? Yeah. That it's in your mind and in your body and it's not something that's around you or um yeah. It's a little bit more personal. Okay. Did that answer any? <laughs> perfect for me. It's your answer. It's, <laughs> okay. you, it's your answer. It is my answer. So it's perfect. Maria, thank you so much thank for being you. here. I'm so glad we Thanks. made it happen. Yes, absolutely. Appreciate it. Can't wait for everyone to hear it. It's going to be great. And thank you, Sven. Come on up. I know. That, I think that was first, <laughs> You're the man. First questions answered in about yes. <laughs> three years. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is great. 
there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I enjoyed connecting with Maria and sharing all of her insights and wisdom with you. It's been an interview I've been wanting to do for a long time now, so I'm super pumped we were able to make it happen. And it's so exciting for me to see all the things that Maria is creating, how she's overcome adversity, and what she continues to do on a daily basis to grow personally. Again, if you enjoyed this interview, make sure to share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 395. Post it on Twitter, post it on Facebook, Instagram, tag at Maria Sharapova and let her know what you liked about this the most. Let me know as well at Lewis Howes. And if this is your first time here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as it's our goal to bring you the most inspiring human beings on the planet to show you how to unlock your own inner greatness. So again, if it's your first time here, subscribe and let me know what you think over on social media. I appreciate you guys so very much. You're the reason why I continue to do this every single day to seek out the information, the wisdom, the humans who can teach us all how to become better. So thank you guys for spreading the message, for listening daily, and for using the information in your own life to achieve your dreams. I thrive off of hearing your results, so keep it up, keep pushing, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Hey there, Brenda. It's Carol. Exactly. So which leg are we operating on? You mean arm. It's all connected. Asking the right question can greatly impact your future. Are you sure you're an orthopedist? Actually, I'm a Sagittarius. Especially when it comes to your finances. Do you have a question? Are you a certified financial planner? Yes, I'm a CFP professional. CFP professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 